What's up, guys? Welcome to the Kind of Funny Gamescast special, where we are going to break down and analyze our thoughts, review, if you will, the Ubisoft E3 2019 press conference. I am Tim Geddes. This is Andy Cortez. That over there is Greg Miller. How you guys doing? Hot. Doing pretty well though. Yeah. Aside from the weather in sure. San Francisco, way too hot in San Francisco. Uh, I, you know, I feel like I was a little bit underwhelmed by that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, there was some cool stuff shown. Pretty yeah. excited. Yeah. yeah. The real quick, quick thing, Greg. Yeah, I thought they started it really strong. I thought Watch Dogs Legion looked great. We all were into it, and yeah. then I don't. I think they stumbled from there on out and never got the momentum back up again. Yeah. I thought it was like a classic UB press conference. It's consistent. We know what we're going to get. We got all those things. A couple new game announcements. Did we, I'm still surprised that Assassin's Creed Odyssey had arguably one of their biggest games, right? In terms of what's going on in an mm-hmm. ongoing thing and no Assassins this year. They announce and drop this create your own quest thing for story. It's free. It's out right now, apparently, but they put it in the pre-show. Yeah, I would have totally given that stage time over some of the stuff we saw out there. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, this is the Kind of Funny Games cast. Uh, you can get the show each and every week on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. But daily, we have a show called Kind of Funny Games Daily that goes over the biggest video game news of the day. Uh, we kind of give our expert thoughts on all that stuff. And we have a couple experts here. Not all of us, though. Luckily, we have the number one games journalist, Andy Cortez. I'm here for whatever you need uh, to all that stuff. We also do a channel called YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny that's a bit more movie, entertainment stuff, just like light comedy. Yeah. We're kind of funny. That's all that we are. That's we're all we're trying, trying to, to promise you. the standards here. right. Um, but you you can follow us right now if you're watching on Twitch. There's the little heart that says follow. Kind of funny games. We'd appreciate that follow a lot. Of course. Um, but let's just get right into it. Like our real in-depth thoughts on the Ubisoft 2019 press conference. I'm depressingly Greg, underwhelmed. Get us off. Depressingly underwhelmed. I, we were getting ready to go in here. I laid out the stuff that I thought would happen that I thought would be enough to make it a really solid show. And some of that happened. Some of it didn't have well enough panache. Some of it just wasn't exciting announcements based on that. Or it wasn't there at all. I think putting Assassin's Creed in the pre-show was a silly move. I think Watch Dogs Legions was an awesome way to start. From there on out, I just thought we were on a rocky thing, right? Where it was the tease of the TV show. I understand you're Ubisoft. You have a lot of cool things going on. You want to showcase stuff. Give us more games before you get to that. That was such a hard stop. Weird thing. I didn't think the trailer personally looked that great. And I like Always Sunny. Like I, I, I it did not make me at all go, man, I got to look into getting Apple TV plus. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm fine. I won't be a part of that. Um, it was we talked about like, you know, Brawlhalla and this adventure time stuff. Uh, the Ghost Recon Breakpoint isn't my kind of game. I thought that presentation was pretty good. The, it was a stirring speech from John Bernthal. Then it was weird to have John Bernthal come out and kind of give the speech again, but as John Bernthal, not as his character with his dog, Bam Bam, but it was cute to have a dog out there. Sure, why not? Uh, the Elite Squad uh, that came thing. There's your, there it is, guys. There's Splinter Cell. You know, Sam Fisher not dead. Ubisoft acknowledging he exists in their mobile game, Smash Brothers, whatever they want to call it. How many it. other franchises do they put Sam Fisher in before a new Splinter Cell? I don't know, and that's why, like... How well, many are left? <laughs> I mean, to jump to the fact, again, like, I'm a Division fanboy, right? I love the Division. Uh, I'm, I, uh, they showed, they came out, they talked about the Division. I was like, yes, awesome, more Division stuff. Here we go. You know, episode one for July, great. New main missions, brand new game experiences. We're going to the zoo. I like all that. We're going to college, great. Episode two is coming in the fall. Pentagon, a second raid. Awesome information. The episode three, we're going back to New York. It's summer. Great. But they were setting it up like we're going to have a cyberpunk Keanu reveal or a John Bernthal reveal, right? Of like, we have to go and we're going to take on one. Mm-hmm. And you got there. And it's just like, oh, we're There's just going. A special operative. We're they just kept going on back. like making the point that the person we're hunting down is a It almost reminded me. It almost reminded me of uh, yesterday during Bethesda when Fallout 76 came out and they showed the NPC start talking. And I got up and started clapping. You guys had no idea why that was a big deal. I think. The, the buildup in the reveal there was, hey, we're going back to New York in the summer. 
Tim, do you understand that that's a big deal because Division One was set in the snow in like I mean, that, I, in I, New yeah, York? I do, but yeah. it's just like I, care, I feel like that'd be right? more exciting to you. That's why I was like because I I made a reference that it's like that's kind of like in Pokemon when at the end of the second game you face yourself from the first game. Like, sure, that's cool, but in Division that seems like that's not exciting to you at all. I mean, I don't. I just it, the way they they didn't frame it correctly, right? They seemed like they were building up to and we're gonna go after this person, this celebrity, this star, this whatever. But I mean, isn't that isn't the answer to that just you're going after yourself? No, you're not going after yourself. I mean, it won't be your character. I mean, they're not going to dial into my... Fa- How would that work in terms of if you went Implication, after Implication, my- not like the actual character, but just like the idea is like it is your agent or whatever. Yeah, but if it's not my agent, why would I care? You know what I mean? Like yeah. If I get there, I it's know. not my Taylor Swift from the first See, game. This I'm why going I disagree France with you, you about the Assassin's Creed thing because it's like I feel like this conference was just a bunch of like, hey, here's updates to all the project working on it. Sure, and but that's you, what you're, gets hard about But you're E3. the student of hype. There's a way to hype that stuff, right? There and is. that was the thing even for The Division. I just don't feel it had the hype to it. I don't even think it, I don't even had like it, I don't think any of the stuff they did punched. See, I I think that this conference did a very good job of pacing of getting in, getting out. Really, I don't, I don't think that the celebrities were. I felt like that misused. was a long hour and fifteen. I mean, I didn't really love m- many of the announcements, but I feel like they didn't spend too long on anything. I remember a couple of years ago for Ubisoft, like even just comparing it to themselves in the past couple of years, Watch Dogs Two compared to Watch Dogs Legion. They Watch Watch Dogs Two. They did the briefing. Then a long demo that was way too long, and then a trailer, and then they had someone else talk again, and then when they did the celebrity stuff, it'd be like there was always like one segment too much. I feel like this they didn't do that. At least everything had a pace to it where it was kind of someone's gonna come out to announce it, they show something, someone talks about it, and then just rinse and repeat. I, I wish we would have started off with just dance. I know that, that maybe they wanted to break the mold and do something. Ten years, different, man, let's celebrate. But it. I would have loved to have gotten that out of the way, and then bam, immediately into Watch Dogs Legion. I thought that would have been a cool one-two punch. Sure, mostly because you know a lot of us don't care about Just Dance and kind of putting that in the middle uh, was a little bit weird kind of threw off the uh, you went to the restroom like that's sure that's sort of the typical Just Dance thing it's yeah, like yeah. our break time I understand what's happening yeah. Yeah, I under- again I understand what they have to do you're Ubisoft you are you make a lot of money you're on doing this game it, you're right it, it, I, this is something they were talking to me about when we were doing rehearsals uh, the tech guys who were running stuff for EA right of like how this is a broadcast right mm-hmm. like we're going broad like you need to cover all your bases we understand that we talked about this yeah. with but that is the last night and their mobile properties and all are the we going step by step on this uh, we will go step by step right okay. now I want to keep it kind of kind of broad I, I want to start with just the things that I, I did like. Sure. I liked the uh, the new game that they showed, Gods and Monsters. I'm interested. I think that the February 25th, 2020 release date is a lot sooner than I expected the way they were talking about it. Yeah. I thought it was like, there's this project we're working on. I thought it was going to be more of a Beyond Good and Evil 2 situation where it's like, here's an idea trailer. We'll see when we ever actually get to play it. But February is not that far away, right? W- working backwards from that, I thought... Um, Roller Champions? Watch Dogs Legion looks cool. <laughs> Yeah. Right. It's like, and, that, and that's the thing is like th- this was kind of a. It reminds me a lot of the Bethesda conference where it's like, here's up updates. Here's a lot of updates on games that you're already playing, and that's kind of Ubi's mantra the last I couple th- of years where they've been building for this. Right. We got Rainbow Six um, Quarantine. That Quarantine. was the next one I was going to pop to. That, looks that cool. one was cool. Three three player co op going into what looks like a zombie or monster kind of thing. Sure. And yeah, I think I'm it's good that it. it's a new game. Yeah. And it's, not just it's like, like uh, it seems a lot less throwaway than the past. Um, I forgot what the name of the. What of the expansion was, but we're, you're fighting a bunch of red monsters. Remember we we did that in let's play in siege. No, I, I forgot exactly what the what the name of red it was. Storm. But yeah, the, them coming out to make a point and saying that hey, this thing is its own standalone thing, kind of thought from the ground up. We're yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. rethinking the way we approach three player co op. Sure, pretty neat. Yeah, uh, top boog in the chat says I thought it was zombie two for a second. Lol, so did I. Yeah. That's what I thought it was going to be too, and because I was trying to run through what what oh. zombie franchises do they have? Like, what would they actually be going to? Again, again, quarantine seems cool. I'd be about it. I'd be down yeah. to play that. Yeah, yeah, I like the idea of that too, especially you know with 
uh, Rainbow Six kind of siege over the last couple of years really finding its footing in the same way that For Honor did, in the same way that Division One did. Like yeah. UB kind of has been fostering these these projects and growing them. And with Rainbow Six Siege, I think they did a really good job with PvP, but also PvE. And it sounds like with this, with Quarantine, it's like they're kind of focusing more on the PvE thing. So I wonder if they're going to try to keep the Siege fan base growing and then have this game come out as well and one's more... Oh, PvE definitely. And once more PvP. I definitely kind of think that's the case because you saw there was a, a news story recently about how they were saying they want Siege to go into the next gen. Like they plan to continue it on that way. And they also, when they were talking about uh, Ghost Recon um, Breakpoint, they they came out and said like, we're gonna this game's gonna be going for years. Yeah. And it's just like that is very good for the the communities and the people that are investing in these games but i do feel like it's going to lead to these e3 press conferences being less and less exciting year after year because at the end of the day old game is old so when you are having assassin's creed odyssey being talked about or division 2 which is even 3 months old it do, it just doesn't feel as exciting as if it's a new thing like i just, i i hear you and I, I again for a broad term sure but i feel like there's a way to deliver that information to those fans that gets them hype I think there's a way to hype that stuff up and have a cool cut trailers and have better descriptions than if this wasn't points. it. I don't know that it is like like do you well, have any, any I mean, solutions? I think I think, oh, I think the content drop for I mean the for Division two in particular right the stuff they talked about after when, after the game launched then they came out and did like the whole all right agents here's what's next yada yada almost like state of play for PlayStation cuts of like what's going on but like that's, and that was better show don't tell but I feel like that's for people that are fans of Division. Right. Sure. This is for the general audience. I mean, I disagree. I mean, like that that presentation was not for the general audience. That was patch notes, right? We're going to the zoo. Do you give a shit? Like, do you understand? Like when they showed the slow montage of or not even slow, but the quick montage of new places that doesn't ring to you that that's new, that that's different, that that's exciting. I mean, I just don't know how they could have shown that otherwise, unless it was just a CG trailer. Because like that, like there's a a balance between dumbing something down so much so that everybody understands it and having it be exciting to to people that are already invested. But I just feel like we're just going to hit a point that year after year Ubisoft's conferences are going to get less and less focused on new experiences and more just like well here's some incremental updates to things and I feel how like we're continuing the service and, it, it's and that's telling E3 in general in right, that, as we've talked about but I mean I think it's Ubi's E3 in particular right Ubi and Bethesda I guess are the two but, but like, no EA dude like I mean what the Battlefield 5 Battlefront 2 like that is literally them bringing out mm. these devs and FIFA well, well, EA didn't have a conference yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. EA didn't have a conference EA was like we're just updating these we're giving you updates on these games and we're going to do that in a much more deep dive developer way sure whereas this was hey we're gonna make announcements we're like this is UB. I think out of all of them was straight up like this is a traditional E3 press conference and I don't think that works anymore yeah if you're gonna have it like this right like I this is the thing and granted if you're uh, new or just want it spelled out because I we are so try to be so clear with ethics obviously I hosted EA play uh, I got paid for that so if you don't want to take my opinion about it I understand 100% however for what if you're comparing uh, UB and EA that way I prefer EA. I would have preferred Division to come out and be like, cool, we have three minutes of the of whatever, five things we're going to show you for a 15-minute demonstration of running through and explain, not even explaining, maybe showing us. Go, yeah. I'd like to see what it looks like to fight in the zoo. I, I, think, think, it, uh, I think it sets, sets expectations differently where we see this giant stage, we're expecting these you know kind of giant reveals, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, I just don't think it worked out for Ubisoft this year, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of a year it worked out better, though, like in the last couple of years. I feel like it's always just been the same thing. All the hype moments, like, oh, Beyond Good and Evil 2, great. We see this thing that isn't even here, and that was two years ago that they that they had, that we were all surprised to see it. Yeah. You know? The so Joseph people started Levitt giving that fucking game of the show, so you don't do that. That game's not coming out forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just... It's like a 2021. Yeah, I know, right? Years. Yeah, yeah. 
especially with how they were talking about it. Uh, Adventure Time in Brawlhalla is just a yeah. weird yeah, call. Yeah, yeah. I, again, I uh, I made a joke that like the the show's kind of been over for five years, and chat was like, "No, the show ended last year." Yeah, but like at its at its highest kind of popularity, it was like 2013, 2014. So I just don't really see the relevancy in introducing characters like that. I I guess it's cool for people who care about Adventure Time and the fact that it's a free to play game you can play as your favorite characters or whatever. But I just think it's a weird call. Uh, I, f- I guess we're judging all this kind of based on the fact that Cyberpunk introducing Keanu Reeves, like the hottest thing on the market right now is Keanu Reeves. Yeah. And like, I guess Adventure comparing time. that to like Adventure Time, like <laughs> what, I guess what could have been the hotter commodity? I, I do talk know? about it. Like I, in the stream when we were reacting to it, youtube.com slash kind of funny games. I like the John Bernthal stuff, right? Like Wildlands didn't click for me. I want to know more about this. If it is a narrative driven thing and he's actually in there and they're telling us more of a story about it, I'm interested enough to give it a, to give this ghost recon yeah. a shot breakpoint, right? I think that the watchdogs presentation was the best presentation of a game we've seen so far at E3. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, uh, that yeah. was fantastic, yeah, right? No, yeah, yeah. Like that game looks incredible. Yeah, and again, really cool. just the ambition of this game where if, if you were to have heard this game as a concept, you would have said, there's no way that's possible. Like the budget on this has got to be insane. Yeah. How are they going to fund this? Where are the sort of, limitations that we're not seeing from the surface level like yeah. it's because they've got to be cutting back elsewhere you know somewhere else on the project sure. uh it looks fucking awesome though yeah. like i think that game looks really cool and i think there's a reason it's the one of the best presentations we've seen right because there was so much gameplay in it like yeah. actually let us see the games and i understand we've talked about this uh each one of these reviews for gamecasts that we're in a weird part of the uh, the life cycle of these consoles right now and games in general mm-hmm. where it is ongoing games as service and then it's a bunch of stuff we're ramping up for for 2020 as we get closer to that console life cycle switch over and so to see a game come out and be like here's all this gameplay of it that goes a long way and that's what i want to see out of these things. yeah see i think that like not all games can be treated exactly the same because True. especially where all the developers are at all the console manufacturers are at and uh i've seen a lot of people uh criticize us um and our like in our feedback yesterday to the different conferences on like, oh, like if it doesn't have gameplay, they don't like it. And it's like, oh, they're hypocrites if they like this CG trailer, but not that. It's like for game announcements, like things like Deathloop, it's like we can just see a CG trailer and understand like this is a brand new IP this, and it's yeah, exciting. It's, it's exciting. There's a new IP mm-hmm. uh, and we're excited about that. We're not excited saying it's going to be the best game ever. You know, but then for games that are like closer in release, like Gears 5, it's like I'm disappointed we didn't see gameplay because we should have seen what we just did for Watch Dogs for Gears. And we saw Austin right? Creed though. And uh, we did see Austin Creed. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, but I, I feel like, like with all the games it's different. I think that Watch Dogs really nailed it where they, they had a, a trailer that looked cool. They showed gameplay that backed it up in, in a moment to moment way that you're like alright I believe this. This is how the game works. Yeah. Right? And so I think that that, that was really cool. Um, but yeah it's just weird because so many of these announcements it just kind of feels like oh okay we're just we're just doing it this is it's copy and paste uh, as usual and i feel like this is the first e3 in a in a while where conference after conference it's just like the question isn't oh man who won it's like did anyone know. win? I don't know. Sony. Like, for not, it's, it's, it's just like, <laughs> the only way to win is by not playing. Yeah. Yeah. But everybody like, kept posting the meme of like you can't disappoint if you don't have a conference. Yeah, it's I don't know. I don't like that Thanks mentality either though cuz it's like like these people are showing up and like there is cool stuff. Yeah. So it's like just cuz there's a lot of meh stuff there's around. There's a lot of cool it. stuff. I don't mean to our own home. We're two hours away from the kind of funny game showcase. It's kind of funny about to have the best press conference. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I invite you all to live stream it and then I do a post show where you just tear it apart like we do. <laughs> like we do every one of these things. <laughs> I don't like that game. Not enough <laughs> gameplay. Too much gameplay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm so 
so far, just ranking the conferences to you guys, like what what do you think? Uh, I think Bethesda's far and away the winner. Hmm. I think it was the one that had the interesting reveals, went through everything quickest at the best pace. Again, awesome they had that stuff. Wonder Wonder Book moment in the center, right? Though, as I'm, you know, confer- uh, the iOS stuff they did last night. I think that's the only thing where I was like, Mwah. you're like, okay, uh, do, are you counting EA player? Is that like, you're talking no. about conference? Conference, cool. So then I think it's Bethesda. Then I think it's Microsoft. Then I think it's UB. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I think the fact that we got really awesome stuff that we know that we knew about already, right? We got cool Doom looking stuff. We got Wolfenstein, uh, Young Blood, yes, New Blood, Young Blood, Young Blood, Young Blood. But then the fact that they introduced these brand new IPs that look incredible, uh, I think that you know sets them apart from the other conferences where. The a lot of the stuff, a lot of the unknowns that we got weren't that cool. <laughs> they weren't as cool as what we got from Ghostwire Tokyo mm-hmm. or from um, Death from Loop. Deathloop. Yeah, man, I'm never gonna remember that name. I, know. I agree too. For some to that it goes Bethesda, Microsoft, and Ubi, but I don't think it's far and away that Bethesda's number one. I think it's like a lot closer than than that. Where yeah. Xbox has some cool moments, but they just none yeah. of them were like that. I mean, they had the best moment, the Keanu With moment. Keanu, but it's like, yeah. but even that, like, that's just such a. It's a weird thing that we're just excited that an actor's in a game. Because, like, how often has that turned out well? I feel like this is the example that it will. Yeah, Like, I this, believe yeah. in CD Projekt Red, and I believe in Keanu and them working together. Like, there's seeing him come out on stage and the energy, and, like, that was the direction they let him go. I'm like, all right, I buy this. It's just, know? it's the fact that it is the most anticipated game probably of the whole conference. Uh, pro- probably for all of E3, right? This is the game that people are looking forward to the most. I'd say, like, this is the one of the most hype around it, and the fact that they got, you know, the hottest commodity on the market right now in Keanu. I think it's it's what we want moment. out of E three, right? It is a crazy left field surprise, mm-hmm. and I feel like we used to get more of those, and it varies year to year. But I mean, the further back you go, you know what I mean. The fewer leaks there were, and it was a bigger deal that this shit was happening. Yeah, and here we are, and it's like, okay, cool. Like this is an E three that feels predictable, which is never fun. Yeah. Like, it's cool to see the games you love updated, right? But it is the things that you don't see coming that you're the most excited. It's yeah. always the same way of, like, as a kid, you want to, you know, peek in your parents' closet and find out what your Christmas presents are, but then that ruins Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. And so when we are here, and it is what you think, and it's a little bit different, and it's like, okay, like, you could on a pay If you were to take out the, you know, the Gatorade get hype moments we like to insert and dream about, right? I think we could plan most of these things yeah. pretty much beat for beat, right? And understand where we're going to net out on it. Because you just dial I'd, it back. Yeah, I'd say Keanu was like the biggest surprise. Second biggest surprise, the fact that Flight Simulator was on stage. <laughs> sure, <because laughs> how is this game? Is I mean, it looks, it looks great. But uh, it's just weird that it's on stage. Me? In the, chat, the chat's very divided uh, about ranking the, the three that we're talking about. Sure. Here. It seems fairly evenly split on. Microsoft what order, on what order they? Oh, go really? Like, yeah, there's uh, people that are even saying Yubi. Um, so yeah, I mean that that's interesting. I, I wonder. So we have two more. We got Square and we got Nintendo. Yeah, I, Square's going to be interesting. I'm very interested in the format of it. So it's yeah. called Square Enix Live. So I wonder if they're going to have an onstage press conference, and if so, is it going to have this kind of flash and uh, grandeur that we we've seen from Microsoft and Bethesda and Yubi? Because as far as I know, Square's never done that. You know, they've always used the other guys, like the PlayStation or Xbox stages, yeah. to to have those big moments. They've done live stage shows, but it it kind of just looks like they rented out a hotel and stood right. on a stage yeah. and awkwardly presented things. <clears throat> I mean, you uh, raise a great point. I I didn't even think about it. Has any? I don't. I don't think I ever got an invite for a Square like thing to go invite. to. Yeah, I don't know. Is it just gonna be a direct? Last year it was a direct. 
Huh. Like last year was straight up a. I assumed it was no gonna, one was on. Like no one was even on camera. It was just kind of like trailers and stuff, right? And it was horrible last year. But this year we know we got Avengers. We know we got Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy Seven remake, baby. Let's go. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. I hadn't thought of that through. I just it, we've been you know I've been getting so much. Our of course kind of funny correspondent Snow Mike Mike also on Twitch. Uh, he's out there for us, beating the pavement, going to these things for us. I didn't even think about that. Is there one for uh, Square? For Square, very yeah. interesting. Wow. Revamp says, "What if Chris, Chris Evans shows up? Like it, it, that would have been a cool moment of like if an actor of that sort of caliber. It goes like pitch black, and he's here, Avengers, and he comes uh, out so much fun. Assemble, hey everybody, so I'm Chris Evans here to talk to you about this game that is not tied into the MCU at all. And this is very confusing. I'd cry, dude. I would cry. That'd be awesome. Yeah, not gonna happen. No, be awesome. Not a chance. Yeah. Not a snowball's chance. What if?" Stan Lee comes out, faked his own death, getting ready for this. Whoa. Jeez, <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. Hey, man, anything can happen at E3. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, so now let's just go step by step. Here are we doing for, the beat by beat for, here for, for uh, Yubi? Yeah. Okay. Um, number one, we start off with the Assassin's Creed Symphony. You know, at this point, kind of, uh, we've seen symphonies before. Zelda did it back in uh, 2014, yeah. I want to say, for Zelda's 25th anniversary. That was hype. I was there. In PlayStation the did it for uh, my mind. That PlayStation one did it in 2016 with God of War and throughout the entire show. That press conference was pitch perfect. Like, I don't think we'll ever get that magic yeah, again. I agree. I where agree. It was just the entire thing was hype. There was big surprises. Crash Bandicoot was there. Of course. And, the and they had the orchestra playing all the music, and every single major game had a big set piece on stage that was like a production. Yeah. That was really cool. I mean, I hate to say it about Ubisoft Symphony, but I mean, it was bittersweet. There you go. It was but that's a bittersweet life. symphony. I, I thought that it was uh, very poorly mic'd, and it just kind of. Yeah, fell in the beginning, flat. I thought something was wrong. Yeah, like it, it just didn't sound great. I and like, like the I don't video think it guy didn't well. start the video on time. Yeah, that, the composer was kind of waiting around for a bit, waiting for his cue. Not my favorite thing, and I and I like those. And you love of, symphonies, uh, yeah, musical interludes and stuff. Uh, but I do appreciate UB's kind of love for not just the games of video games, but like the culture of video games. And they always do these type of things that celebrate music in different ways or sure. like uh, their communities or their developers and all that. So that stuff's cool. Come on, when they got to the Ezio theme, though. That was high. I mean, but that, again, it's like the Ezio Master Chief thought. Like in Halo 5. It's like hearing Halo music. You're like, this is cool. Hearing that song is like, this is cool. But let's. Let's move on. Unlikely, some I forgot the name. Unlikely, something on on Twitch chat says kind of funny showcase. Save my E three with a Splinter Cell reveal. Oh, no, we're not doing that. No, oh, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. gonna kind of like hint as if no, they might I don't be. want any. I want yeah. no expectations. So, expectations <laughs> right. It's four thirty. That's less than two hours from now. <laughs> YouTube.com slash kind of funny games is the kind of funny games E three showcase. More than sixty indie games. That's it. Confirmed. No Splinter Cell. Okay, no Splinter Cell. No Death Stranding. So then Watch Dogs, March sixth. Also coming to Stadia. Most games shown today also coming to Later Stadia. Later than I thought it would be. I thought that was going to be a fall game this year. Watch Dogs. Mm, because there's no Assassins. No Assassins. I thought they were just going to do a big thing. Doesn't matter, obviously. I there mean, was a, a Schreier article that came out beforehand that said, like, this game is taking a lot longer because of the complexities in sure. it. You know, it's hey, like, and I mean, like, again. The studio wasn't expecting it. Or, you know, they kind of ran into a lot of, uh, a lot of roadblocks. Again, I like what I saw. When, on paper, when Jason reported on it at Kotaku and we read about it, it was like... So there's no main character. You're controlling NPCs. Like, I don't get what's happening. But, like, Bagley talking to them, kind of like Charlie, and they're all your angels. Like, okay, so Bagley's the main character. Yeah. And like, you know, okay, I get what we're doing. I Which get the direction. Which is an interesting way to, to go with it. Because, yeah. like, I, I was, when all the leaks were happening and the, the scuttlebutt about what this game is, I was like, how is this going to work story-wise? And having that kind of voice be the, the driving force could be very interesting. Um, I like the varied characters that they showed there. Um, the amount of NPCs that you can make PCs is cool. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 
the London aesthetic, never my favorite thing. Oh, but, really? oh, I thought it looked awesome. The, 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 you're the, racist. I, I mean, whatever. I'll take it. Um, <laughs> but the, 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 the race the, of Europeans. <laughs> it, was a, it went in a direction that I didn't didn't expect because I, I think, I, I might be wrong about this, but in our predictions, I think I predicted that it was going to not be as techni- technically advanced looking as Watch Dogs 2 was. Mm. And I was totally off. Yeah. Like it, it went way further into yeah. that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which um, is great. Which I think which is a good cool. thing. Yeah. Because yeah. it does at least give it a, a, a unique look. Um, for that the world that they're they're showing off there. Yeah, it was like going from advanced warfare or modern warfare to advanced warfare. Like suddenly the technology is just so like at least fifty years in the future. It looked like. Uh, so looking at that from what we saw of Watch Dogs Legion, do you think that it can be the Watch Dogs that that breaks out? Great question, Tim. Um, mm. I don't know. I, the problem with not having a anchored main character is that then you just lose already a narrative thread to it. So it's going to be interesting to see how they go through it. When I'm watching that, it's giving me vibes of Peace Walker or Metal Gear 5, right? Of recruiting people and bringing them back to my base and finding different people with it. If that experience is fun, if they are varied enough, if it is just something that you're having whack. I mean, like, because I was joking around about it, but for real, I'm going to try to build a team that's just old women. Just find me a bunch of old women and what can we do and play a very specific way. If if I'm already thinking that, all the many, many people who are way smarter than me on Twitch are also thinking of that. Of like, what what is Doc Disrespect's crew going to look like? Like, right? What is he going to try to run through and have? Uh, there's going to be people Not who... Not gamers, for sure. He's, <laughs> he's, uh, there's definitely going to be teams that are, you know, they just want those MI6 operatives, that they just want, you know, people who can be crazy acrobatics, that they just want hackers. Ooh. I think it's a really interesting way of... Uh, you know, putting it up against like what you want and what kind of team you want to be. Yeah. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen that are watching in the Twitch chat, thank you very much for following along with us. Stay tuned. We will be back later for the pre-show for Square Enix. But uh, if you want to keep watching all of our content and following along with us, click that follow button right there. Kind of funny games on Twitch. We do shows that aren't just about E3. We do shows all year round, daily content. It's great. It's fantastic. Thank you very much. For giving us a chance. Bye, I love you. Yes, and now now we continue on our, our beautiful show here, kind of funny games cast. So sorry, sorry to cut you off there. Greg. You're fine. Dude. Watch I think it's I think it's hard to say. I don't I don't think it will, and I think it, that just I don't know if the the sort of casual gamer who's playing Call of Duty all the time sees a game like this and want, and buys in. I don't think it's a breakout hit. I do think it's weird that not having a main protagonist that I feel like that takes away uh, it just becomes hard to sell right yeah. like, and, and look at it the opposite way where like now and it granted not the exact same but we're looking at a uh, uh, breakpoint right and I'm mm-hmm. like I know I didn't like Wildlands enough to play through Wildlands really deep but okay John Bernthal He's cool. Yeah. I like him. Is he, like, what is it like to chase these guys that are like, you know, renegade soldiers? Like, you've given me a narrative thread that's interesting there. Random computer voice, Bagley, like giving us orders. I'm in for it because I love Watch Dogs. I loved Watch Dogs too. I want to see what this evolution is. I'm excited to run around and do all this stuff. But it's gonna be. It, how hard is that gonna be to wrap your head around and get people going? Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, then always sunny in Philadelphia. We had what's his name come out? Rob McElhenney. There we M- go. McElhenney. And uh, he talked about Myth- Mythic believe. Quest, the Apple TV show. Showed right. a trailer of it. It's video game Silicon Valley. But it doesn't seem like it has the production quality of Silicon Definitely Valley. Definitely not. No, yeah. no, no. And so that's what I'm watching. I'm like, oof. That first shot it. of him walking out like into the where, wherever he was, it looked like, wow, this looks like a cell phone or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah, didn't yeah. look very good. And I mean, you know, whatever. we're just talking first impressions off it. I thought the logo didn't look that great. Like, And these are little gripes. I don't know. If it's funny, it's funny, and it'll be great. But yeah. If it's also it's also buried on a subscription service I don't know anything about personally, and I don't have yeah. any intents. Intent I agree with that, yeah. Yeah. Um, then, then we got Rainbow Six Siege. We got a new operative. 
Operation Phantom Sight uh, starting tomorrow as well. But mm-hmm. yeah, the Secret Service guy looked like right. You Looks were, interesting. Yeah, yeah, you were saying he's more he's different than what yeah, you usually I mean, see. I feel like everybody in this game, you know, has helmets like this sledge guy does on screen. You know, like it, all these characters, you know, have a certain aesthetic, and this guy totally doesn't fit that. And I think that's really neat. I think that's a smart move for them, kind of branch out. And I think that's a problem with me because as a as a you know big fan of Overwatch, I play Overwatch yeah. all the time. You have these very different, distinct looking characters. Uh, when I watch our friend Alfredo play Rainbow Six Siege, they obviously know all these characters because of how much they play. But to me, they don't really stand out from one another. And so I think this guy with a mustache and uh, looking like James Bond, there was a very James Bond vibe there. Yeah, uh, I think it's a smart move for them. I hope we see a little bit more uh, diversity in how the characters look. Like, get, like just wearing weird shit, you know? Sure. I, you know, totally. I, I understand what you're saying. And then uh, Adventure Time in Brawlhalla. We talked about this a bit. Didn't do much for me. No. Um, didn't know that game was free to play. But. Well, Brawlhalla, if you remember, it was just, it's been a weird journey of that thing was at PAX for years and years yeah. and years and an open beta for years. And then Ubisoft bought it. And then, yeah, then it came out and yeah. it just didn't seem to set the world on fire. Because it was back in the day, it seemed like they had the tiger by the tail. Because it was, hey, everybody, it's a multi uh, platform Smash, Smash Brothers. Not. And everyone's like, oh, this is awesome. And they played at events like, wow, this is cool. And then it never came. It's so just like, weird, though. It's like the, the numbers they showed were ridiculously impressive. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I guess people are people, playing I it. mean, it's like every game, right? I mean, yeah. people are playing it. It's always that thing when you're like, you don't think it's the thing, but it is the but thing. Like, but like those numbers were like, a lot of people are playing. It was like 60 million or something like that. Like, that's insane. Yeah. The quiet side of video games. You know what I mean? That yeah. we just don't know about. We talk about all these NPD numbers, so it's like we kind of have our finger on the pulse of that, but it's like we just Communities, don't know. yeah, of course. Yeah, you can't, you can't be tied into it like that. Um, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. John Bernthal, John Bernthal, John Bernthal. Bam, bam. Bam, bam. Um, September what if the dog would have just beta. freaked out, jumped off the stage, bit Eves Gilmore in the face. Oh you know what I mean? Rifles <laughs> out a knife. Uh, yeah, beta on yeah, September 5th. Yep. October 4th release date. Uh, they announced this uh, Ghost Recon Delta, Delta Company. Delta Company. It's some a community program. I put some community bullshit. There's five different detachments. Yeah. <laughs> Go look at it. It'll be like, you know what I mean? Uh, they're getting a post-launch uh, update that'll bring back AI teammates for solo players. Mm. I didn't realize that wasn't in this one. And then Ghost Recon Terminator. <laughs> Alright. A, a lot of money da-dunk. being thrown around Weird. for Dark Terminator Fate. everywhere, man. He's everywhere. Yeah. When does Dark Fate come out? I don't know. Nobody's promoting that in anything. (laughs) Uh, Then Tom Clancy's Elite Squad mobile game uh, looks like a strategy RPG. It's like a a ghost series. It looks like a... Visually, it does look like the ghost series, but um, it looks like the gameplay is similar to the Rabbids game. No Nintendo collaboration. That's a bummer. Bummer. Uh, Then... I feel like we had it too good last year with... with Star Fox. Yeah, with Mario. Yeah, well, what Star Fox was last year. Mario Rabbids was two, two years, years ago. Yeah. Right, got it, got it. Star Fox was great because it was so unexpected. Right. Um. Then yeah, just dance twenty twenty. I thought that was a fun little commercial for it. I thought that was like the best way they could have possibly shown just dance to people. That and what did you learn about care. me? Uh, you love the high high hope song. That's not yeah. But and what happens and when, when I, you when you die? I need to make a montage. Just making sure we're all set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Little let down that old town road wasn't played. And just hey, an update. We got other conferences. Just an update. Team Yachty and Team Pain tied. Wow. Oh my three. god. Wow. Crazy stuff. Um, that's some crazy stuff, but not <laughs> as crazy as our ads. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode is brought to you by Robinhood. So Robinhood hot. is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all 
commission free. While the brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there is no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. Uh, view easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections, such as 100 most popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood's giving listeners of Kind of Funny Games Daily and all of these shows a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at games.robinhood.com. That's games.robinhood.com. Wow. And also, wow. shout out to 23andMe. <laughs> Father's Day is right around the corner, and 23andMe's Health and Ancestry Kit is the perfect gift. For a limited time, get $50 off a 23andMe Health and Ancestry Kit through June 17th. If you buy a kit for yourself, too, you and your dad can connect and celebrate your shared genetic similarities and differences with over 125 personalized genetic reports on health, traits, and more. Greg, you used 23andMe. How was Sure did. Oh, it's so easy. I got to find out. I'm very white. That happens. Mm, a lot very, of European lot, stuff happening up guessed. in this place. Who would have thought? You know would what I mean? Never you can discover how genes can influence well-being and lifestyle choices with insight into genetic weight, muscle composition, sleep quality, and more. Trade reports give insights into how genetics can affect your mosquito bite frequency, motion sickness, fear of heights, and more. That was my favorite thing about when I did it, getting all these random fun stats. It was kind of like beating a video game. And oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All, yeah. You see, you like, know? how many times did you uh, throw a grenade? Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's that's neat. Yeah. Uh, so this Father's Day, you can get $50 off 23andMe's Health and Ancestry Kit at 23andMe.com slash games. That's the number 23andMe.com slash games. Again, 23andMe.com slash games. Offer ends June 17th. I'll tell you what I'm really excited Here about. Here we go, guys. Something I easily forget. You know, with all this E3 hype, the hustle and bustle, in August, we're getting control. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah That's going to be awesome, yeah, dude. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait to play that damn <gasps> game. You know what else? What? Not as exciting, but it's exciting to me. Today, that Ghostbuster pack dropped in Rocket League. Uh, I'm pretty stoked about that. I want to try to platinum Rocket League because people oh, always whoa. said it's a people always say it's an attainable platinum. Okay, and now Ghostbusters car there. I'm like, I'm actually gonna try. That's just, it's fate. Mm-hmm. Kismet. Kismet for honor. Limited time game event. Shadows of the Hodokiri until June 27th. Cool. Go get him for honor. Yeah. Rainbow Six Quarantine. Three-player tactical co-op PVE spring 2020. Cool teaser trailer. Yep. The woman from uh, UB Montreal seems like she got a good head on her shoulders. Yeah. Uh, Cool hair. Cool hair, indeed. I like the idea that they of what she said, right? Like Rainbow Six Siege did what we what Siege did for PvP. We're gonna do for PVE. And I'm like, as a person who that's awesome, really only wants to play PVE, 100% in. Yeah, that'd be awesome to sit there and actually get into with Andy over here, or should I say, Nitro Rifle? Somebody steal that man's glasses. He still doesn't answer me on Twitter where he got them. Where is he? He wasn't even on camera anymore. He, well, he was when he sent it. Oh, said God, it. I got yeah. words. Uh, then we got he looks so, he's Division so 2, June 13th through 16th. It's free. And then I just wrote expansions. Uh, yeah, hold on. Let me get my dog in my lap, and then I'll give you the whole rundown here on what you need to know, okay? New Mina missions. Brand new game experience. What a hot this little zoo, this is kind of awesome. All right, yeah. So you play for free June 13th through the 16th. Uh, that'll be interesting to see how many more people get in there, how many new people in there. Of course, there's a kind of funny clan. If you're going to be committed all the way to the end, let us know. We need to boot some people who I think who have bounced out. You better not boot me. I know I'm not playing. Are you ever going to come back? Look, I didn't boot you or Jen from the Destiny clan. 
Oh shoot! You better oh, not boot okay. me because I'm coming back to Destiny. Whoa! You heard about this? Okay. Are you coming back to? I might yeah. do. Come on, no, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, episode one coming in July. It's got a new main mission, brand new game experiences. It says, of course, this is DC Outskirts Expeditions. It's taking us outside of the city. We had known that was happening. That we know that was episode one. We didn't know where we we're going. Now we know National Zoo, Kenley College. Uh, National Zoo seems like it's more of the nor- same stuff. Kenley College seems like it's uh, exploration, uh, a combat, uh, a mix of more things. Hopefully, more like the quarantine zones that are currently in the game which are more like little narrative puzzles than are you know actually getting into the the shit of it and stuff like that you want me to fill, uh, fill up a water for him sure he's got a bowl but you know how he is he never drinks he Barry, you want to fill a water for the dog you know what I mean thanks big bear we love you um, episode 2 is coming this fall we're going to the Pentagon also known but we did not know that the, this is when the second raid will drop as well I want to clear um, if you didn't watch us doing the watch along you can go to youtube.com slash kind of funny games to watch that when they showed the Pentagon Greg clapped and then said it looks like an anus mm-hmm. right uh, pull up a picture of the but Pentagon also he got Kevin. in my and face over, and over, <laughs> he got right here's what ear. I want you to do Kevin mm-hmm. pull up an overhead image of the Pentagon and tell me that doesn't look like an anus okay. and if you say I don't know afterwards I will show you my anus oh, and you will tell me God. if that looks like the Pentagon I'm glad we're not on twitch.tv slash twitch you know what anymore. maybe that would have gotten us some steps you never know, you know, I, know? I very much doubt <laughs> uh, and then episode 3 is manhunt it ha- is, is a manhunt it's happening in New York it's in the summer I thought it was an awkward build up to that trailer just because the way they made it sound and we all talked about it it made it seem like it was going to be a reveal of a Real person, an actor, or something like you know what I mean. Wow, that is an anus. You're right. right. Thank you, you very much, everybody. What is wrong with your yeah, butt That's an anus. That's an anus, man. Uh, that's an anus if I've ever seen one. Thank you very much, Tim. Thanks, bud. It's an anus. <laughs> you guys are Thank all you, Tim. And so then uh, it wasn't. It, it was the reveal that it's in New. Of course not. It's in New York. <laughs> he's Portillo. He'll, he he know how he is. Uh, New York in the summer. So we're going back to New York for the first time uh, in Division Two timeline. It won't be in the winter anymore. And when we were like, oh man, we're you know it sucks and they're not building up to a real person. Everyone in the chat is shouting out that it's Aaron Keener, who's a person in the division that is like in the lore of the division of Division One on how this all happened. Yes, guys, we get that. I understand. That is an even more obscure reference that isn't getting people excited. The way they built up to that, I, we were talking about it was going to be another person, like a John Bernthal thing, which clearly in the year of John Bernthal and fucking Keanu Reeves isn't unheard of, that that's what we were talking about or what it seemed to be. All of this news is good and interesting, and I'm in for it. I just feel like it should have been a teaser trailer than this guy coming out, talking about it, and us going back and forth. It should have been the polished usual division, like... What's up? Hey, agents, here's what's happening. Da, 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 da. Have Isaac fucking say it. I'm in for all of it, though. Super excited. Uh, they also said that the movie is still going on. Jake Gyllenhaal, Jessica Chastain, and it's coming to Netflix. Yeah. Full cast? Yeah. Great. Uh, then you play Plus on PC. $14.99 a month. Free in September if you sign up now. Uh, it's coming next year for Stadia. So. Okay. Uh, another subscription service that's like, you know, we, we always talk about cutting the cord right yeah and that's becoming less and less of a thing yeah, you keep subscribing to all these different services 14 cut, services yeah. and you're going to be paying 140 bucks a month anyway you know? yeah but that's you know still not buying multiple 60 dollar games yeah sure yeah. Yeah, well, i do like I, of course it's early access to the games it's the premium edition of the games it'll launch with more than 100 games 14.99 a month you can sign up right now for free access in september at launch if you go to uplay.com in 2020 it will come to stadia i wonder how long it, or i should say how long i wonder when it'll actually come to xbox playstation because you know that like ea obviously uh that is the idea that that's already come over there or is coming over there it'll be interesting to see when if it's successful enough to go that way as well wow yeah. team t-pain one 
Shit. Team Yachty is giving $10,000 to girls who code. So I guess second place gives a certain amount, and the first place gives a bigger amount. Girls who code. Very cool. Yeah. 10, 10K. Look at Yachty with an Atlanta Braves hat. Uh, then we got Roller Champions, PvP, Team Sports, out today. Cool. Looks, sounds exactly like cool. Well, demo, not, not, yeah, the alpha demo is out today. Yeah. You can go to the forums and talk about it if you go to team, rollerchampions.com. Okay. Cool. I'll it, give it a shot. It definitely looks like it's trying to do a Rocket League kind of yep. thing. Which is fine. Great. And that's cool. Ubisoft. When you look at them now, it's just, they kind of just want to have every vertical that video games have to offer yeah, that yeah. are ongoing platforms. And there's like, we have this, we have this, we have this. Fine. We have Rollerball. We have a really fantasy, cool looking game. And then we have a bunch of dudes and guns. And so then, yeah, Eve's Gamel comes out. New project Gods and Monsters, February 25th, 2020. It's Breath of the Wild, but it's not. <laughs> We'll see. It's gods and monsters. Yeah. It's from. I'm intrigued, but that's it's from the Quebec City team. Is who are all the people who gave you Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is exciting for me. February 25th. Okay, but yeah, looking at it, it was just a, you know CG trailer. Looks cute. The woman, the it looks like a chibi version of uh, Cassandra. All right, cool. That slow zoom up just looked like the intro to Breath of the Wild. It was kind of yeah. astounding. Yeah, 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 yeah. The word eventually looks over the whole world, and you get the title. Uh, yeah, it looked a little too much like it, but I still think it's gorgeous. I love that art style. I'm in for. A different experience from UB that isn't again. This is the team that did us, which Assassin's Creed Odyssey. 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 Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited for them to, and I'm excited that these developers are like, hey, we get to try something else that's different that isn't just kind of what we've been doing for the last yeah. decade or whatever. Yeah. Uh, IGN is a preview of uh, Gods, Gods and Monsters. Monsters. Oh, cool. Um, I, it's like a very short, like, hey, they got to see a little bit of it, but check it out if you want to see. Some words. Gameplay? Uh, I think so. I think okay. I saw a little bit of gameplay. Well, there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been our Kind of Funny Gamescast post-show analysis of Ubisoft's press conference. But our day is far mm. from over. Uh, later, we will be back live on Twitch uh, doing the Square Enix press conference pre-show, doing the show, post-show. But before that, Greg, what can people do? At 4.30, an hour and a half from now, ladies and gentlemen, you can go to YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games for the Kind of Funny Games E3 Showcase. More than 60 indie games for your viewing pleasure. It's a YouTube premiere, so that means if you went there right now, it's already up. You can click on it and just wait in the chat with other people. Uh, we will not be streaming it on Twitch. We're letting other people handle that. I know Easy Allies is doing a watch along. If you want to watch with people, that'd be a great place to do it. If you want to have it open, or at least the YouTube chat open, you can be talking to Kind of Funny Best Friends over there as well. There's we already you to 761 please. people watching watching right now please promote this get it out there get the link shared and stuff we're obviously just a bunch of people in a non-ac conditioned department here <laughs> trying to do this and it's not even i don't even mean like hey promote us and subs and shit i mean like these are 60 independent developers that i can't tell you the amount of times i've gotten emails and tweets back from these people talking about like we've never dreamed of being in an e3 showcase or an e3 press conference this means the world to us so i'd like to take care of all of them and shout there out to go. Dr. Funder, Waramara, No Cool Beck, Forums, for all the subs today, beautiful. Calvin Coffee, Spice Runner, thank you mm, so much runner. for giving us your Twitch Prime love, or just your Tier 1 love, whatever. We, we appreciate it. It helps. It keeps the lights on, Greg. Yeah. It does keep the lights mm -hmm. on, everybody. But now let's turn the lights off, because it's the AC really hot. Oh, God, yeah. let's get the I hell out of this oven. We'll see you later.